You've probably heard the buzz about the customer journey. Maybe you've heard people talk about how it's essential in your business to document your customer's journey. One of the questions that we talk about with Stephanie Griffin, my guest on today's podcast, is how do you know when it's time to document your customer journey? When do you know that you need to take a step back and think about the customer journey? And then where do you start? So Stephanie is going to share with us today about her view on the customer journey. I love, first of all, her voice is so soothing and calming. (laughs) Just makes me so happy. And then she really brings it back to simplicity over and over. So you are going to enjoy this podcast episode. As you listen to it, be thinking about your customer. Think about your customer from their lens as you listen to the podcast. And you can even get a notepad, jot down some notes as she walks us through it, what it would look like from your customer's lens, from their viewpoint. Okay, and then the end of the year is approaching. I'm sure you know this, and there's lots of decisions. I've heard from lots of people. I need to decide where I wanna invest this next year, and I need to decide where I wanna spend money. What do I want to learn? And the way I like to look at it is, what is a skill that you want to learn this next year? And then invest in that skill. The other way to look at it is, where you are now and where you want to be at the end of 2024, you can think about what do I need mindset wise to shift in my life? Where do I need to be more intentional with my mindset, with my beliefs, the stories I tell myself this next year in order to reach my goals? So for many of you, the skill might be organizing. It might be to be able to let go, to be able to be more intentional, to be able to have a home for everything, to have a place for it, and for your mind to be able to understand all of that. So if that's a skill that you want to learn next year, and let me tell you, eventually you want to learn this. (laughs) Eventually you want to implement it not only into your business, but into your life as well. My two programs, I'm sure you've heard me talk about them, are Organized Life Academy, which is organizing our life and our home in 12 chapters. It's a year-long program. And Organized Coach Academy. It is, right now, you still get lifetime access. You get two live calls with me each week for eight weeks. So it's a six module course with two bonus weeks added on for this round with live calls with me where we're going to walk through and implement. I have step-by-step tutorials. We really work on our mindset and the back end of our business so that it is set up. If your goal is to hire, this is what you need to do first. If your goal is to scale, these are the things you have to have in place in order to do that. Or if you're just beginning and you want to do it right, you want to have it set up so that you can smoothly grow your business, then this is the place to be. So Organized Life Academy is at simplysquaredaway.com forward slash 2024 And if you're a coaching business, get into Organized Coach Academy, which is at simplysquaredaway.com forward slash OCA. You still have about a week. So get in there now. Reach out to me, DM me on Instagram at Tracy Hoth if you have any questions. Okay, let's get into this episode with Stephanie Griffin. 
Are you ready to work less, feel more organized and productive, streamline repetitive tasks, and implement systems that allow your coaching business to run smoothly even without you? If so, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Organized Coach Podcast, your go-to source for practical tips and solutions. I'm your host, Tracy Hoth, professional organizer, certified life coach, simplifying expert, and most of all, down-to-earth fellow coach just like you. No matter if you think you're missing the organizing gene, have ADHD, or just love anything organizing, I'm here to help you become an organized coach with a business that works for you. Pull up a seat and let's get started. I posted in a group and asked a question about guests on the podcast. And Stephanie Griffin said, let's talk about the customer journey. I was immediately hooked. I wanted to have this on the podcast for all of us coaches who have businesses to think about and even start documenting your customer journey and just talk about the benefits of what, what are the benefits of doing that? And what does it look like? And how do we do that? So I am so excited. I have Stephanie Griffin on the podcast. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Tracy. Thanks for having me. Yes. Tell us all about yourself. So I'm a life coach. I really focus on business and marketing strategy, and I do that by helping coaches mainly really figure out their marketing in such a beautiful way that it's, it's just becomes effortless or Mm -hmm. less stressful, less overwhelming. And the biggest portion of that is defining your customer journey. So I started as an executive at the life coach school a little over, I don't know, well over four years ago, I was there for numerous years as a director of one of their major programs and then their sales and marketing director. So learning the ins and outs and the intricacies of really sharing a beautiful program and really thinking about what you want your customer to go through is one of the most important factors I think for any business. And that's what I, what's my love and my passion. And that's what I'm here to share. Oh, I can't wait to talk about this. And I feel like it's not something talked about a lot until Mm -hmm. you get to the point when you're overwhelmed and your business is disorganized or you're trying to scale and you need to get that dialed in. So I think it's so important that we're having this conversation. So where do we start? Well, I think (laughs) overwhelm is like the first place to actually begin. When do you know that you need to take a step back and think about a customer journey? And overwhelm is usually the feeling that most of my clients are swimming in. It's overwhelm and then it turns into procrastination and they don't know where to begin. And that sense of like, I just... I'm doing all the things and I don't know where to go or what's next. And that confusion, it just spirals out of control. And that's when you know you're ready to really look at your customer journey. And if you don't have one, create one. And if you do have one, maybe it's time to reevaluate it and really take a deep dive on what are you missing? Cause there may be something that you're missing. Yes. Okay. I love the fact that we can use our emotions as signals. I was doing this with one of my clients. I'm like, yes, that is your signal. That emotion is a signal to do something. And so this overwhelm emotion is a signal for us to look at our client journey. So I have so many questions. Like, first of all, I use what I call the happy client map, but is there a basis or a foundation or things that we need to include when we think about our client journey? Yeah, I really love that question. I think that most of the time my clients come to me, 
And the first step is they think they have this one figured out, but it's one that I really always try to have them go back in and take a look at first before you even begin your customer journey. It's like the pre-step. And it's really looking at defining your products in your niche in the most simple, concise, clear way. And most coaches, entrepreneurs think that they have this dialed in, but the truth is, is we never have it completely dialed in. It's always going to be an area for us to go back and revisit because as our, as we evolve, so does our business. And it's a good foundation to kind of go and remember, is it clear? Is it concise? And is it simple? And when you know exactly your product and your niches, and you're able to explain them in such a simple way, it really helps you in the next part when you're starting to create the customer journey, because you know exactly who you're talking to. Ooh, such a good point. Yeah. So is your product concise and clear? Mm-hmm. And is your customer concise and clear? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this is kind of just a typical hangup because as we kind of go through, we think that it's clear. We've said it so many times, but really it's like, how can you go back there and say it simpler? Like, how can you share it in such a way that it is just so clear and simple? And if you have, if you, if you have your, you know, your, your statement is like three or four sentences, can you say it in one? Is it possible? It might be. (laughs) Okay. One sentence, one sentence, simple. Yes. Yeah. And then ultimately it helps you design, like when you're ready to define the customer journey or the map, as we call it, it's really going to help figure out who you're talking to and then where you're going. And it's as simple as when you really put it into the simplistic, simplistic way, you'll see each step is not that complicated, but when we get overwhelmed, we just jumble it all together. Mm-hmm. And a customer journey is as simple as where are they coming from and where are they going from their perspective? And when you look at it that way and you separate out each and every step, it helps you determine your messaging from a clearer way. It really helps you take and elevate. It's the difference between having clients and taking excellent care of them. Hmm. So then when we start and we think, okay, where are they coming from? Yeah. Where are they learning about you? Where Mm -hmm. are they learning about your, your program? I have clients that come to me and they say, okay, I built this freebie and no one is opting in. I'm like, are you inviting them? Where have you shared that invitation? And just putting it on your site is, is just the step but there's steps ahead of that. Are you posting it organically on your social media? Are you running ads to it? Are you talking about it in a podcast? Really thinking about where are they learning about it from? And that helps you figure out where you need to start talking to them. How, what's the, where are they at exactly in the process? Where do they hang out and where can you reach them? And let's just brainstorm some of the ideas. So like you said, Facebook Mm -hmm. ads, Facebook groups. There's so many different places. <laughs> social think, media. Social media. And I think that that one, you know, a lot of people think, oh, it's only ads or it's only organic social. And, you know, on for organic, there's multiple ways that you can invite people in from organic social. You can invite them on LinkedIn. You can make a reel. You can make a post. You can make a story, all the different avenues. And I'm sure that 
as we go down this road with social media, it's going to continue to develop even more. Mm-hmm. What is there? TikTok? I mean, there's how many different places, but one of the other things that I think is just such a simple thing that people always overlook is just one of those little hello bars on top of your site. Are you utilizing the prime real estate in your website to drive the traffic to the place that you really want them to, to go in and learn about this free option? That's so funny. I hadn't changed mine in a while. And like last month I changed it. And then I just changed it two weeks ago too, as I'm launching my course. But that's funny that you had mentioned that in referrals. Another one mm-hmm. is referrals, webinars. And a webinar is list. a freebie in its own self, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's so many different places you can go to an event, you know, an industry event, or you can share it in a group. Like you were saying, going on, on podcasts and being able to share information, just being able to word of mouth is such a huge underrated skill set that we have. But when you open up and are willing to share where you can find this access to this amazing free guide, you're allowing people to learn about it. And you're inviting them in to learn where to go and how they can get that result that you offer that freebie. Okay. And so what the way I kind of do it is I have like four boxes at the top and we mm-hmm. think about what their main four places where they, I love how you say it. It sounds so gentle and sweet where they invite people in. And then what happens after? Well, I, I kind of think some coaches are going to be like, I don't know what mine are. I don't really have four or might be feeling sad about it, or they're not working or I'm not getting anyone from that one. Any thoughts on that? Well, freebies are just a beautiful place that you can create multiple ones. I have so many because I love creating free content. I love creating a free resource for people that if I see that there's a common issue that would be helpful for them, it's something that I can easily share. If somebody says, I want to know how to do this. And it's like, oh, I've already created this resource. Here you go. Mm -hmm. And I just love being able to share that because you know, when you've learned how to use a resource and you know how to get that result super quick and you are able to share that, it's just such a gift to be able to give those. And it's not even just about potential clients. It's you being able to share something that they're really needing and wanting and giving them the, those results ahead of time. Yeah. Quick. Yeah. Quick win. Okay. Then what? So we've thought about our niche and our product. We've thought about where we invite people in. Yeah. And then it goes from each step to each step. So I'm going to line it out just so we can kind of think about it and visualize if you want to write this down, you know, I would invite pen to paper is always a great way to see it. But when you think about where your audience is coming from, you're going to also think about where each step of this is come, like where they're at in the journey. Are they more of a colder audience? Mm. Are they more Are they warmer? Do they already know who you are? They know about you. So it kind of differences on the kind of communication that you're going to want to share with them. So really knowing where they're coming in is such a huge tool because it really helps you develop the communication that you want to tailor towards that specific audience. So you have their source that they come into the opt-in. And then you think about what are they seeing and experiencing from their lens? So Mm -hmm. they see this ad. And that point of that ad is to click on the ad, right? So then the next step is they end up on the landing page, which is your opt-in. And they see that, they enter their email. Then when they hit submit or click here, they go to a thank you page. And you think about each step that they're going to so that you don't miss anything. And then after the thank you page, they receive 
an email that has the information in it, but you have to decide is the information on the thank you page? Is it in the email? Is it in both? And really think about it ahead of time. So you're being so thoughtful of how they're going to get the information. It's after that, that's when you develop your funnel. And that's when you start feeding them into a funnel of emails and deliberately know exactly what the communication is that they need on their journey, what they need to learn next about for you to then learn about how are they going to get to the sales page, right? Of whatever it is, is if it's your one-on-one -on -one coaching or if it's your course or your membership. So it's from thinking about them from the point of entry of learning about you all the way to when they buy the program. But I actually think that there's a third step that most people forget. And it's mm. actually the journey when they're already your customer and thinking about them all the way through there as well. When they've purchased, then what? You know, once they've purchased, are they receiving an email on what to expect? Reminders of when to go, you know, when to show up for the call, where do they go? And to just really think about what would it be like to be in, in their shoes from their perspective. So every step is so thought through and thoughtful that they know exactly what to do at each step along the way. I love how you keep bringing it back to their lens, like keep thinking about it from their eyes and how they are experiencing it. It's important because it's their experience. Yes. One thing that's coming up that I think people that are listening might feel as I might be feeling this is, oh my gosh, I'm not giving my customers the optimal experience. So now I'm feeling overwhelmed that, oh, I'm not doing a good job at this. Actually, it's the opposite. When you have a really thoughtful customer journey, it breaks it into bite-sized pieces so that when you're trying to figure out what to do next in the project, you know exactly what you need to do. So when you know you have an opt-in page, you know exactly what needs to be on the opt-in page. When you know you need to create a thank you message for the page, you know exactly what to do there. Same thing for your email. Like it just makes it so bite-sized that you could almost look mm. at it as each step is its own little mini project. And it can help you take that sense of overwhelm and just know, no, I have everything listed here. So it's this bite-sized project that I can go in and just accomplish, create it, complete it, and mark it as good as done so I can move on to the next. Yeah. So you're going to have to realize there's just little mini projects and mm -hmm. you go through them one by one. And then when you were saying you write those down from their perspective, what does that look like? Do you write a paragraph about what they're experiencing at that step? Yeah. So a perfect example is like, I think about it as my potential client sees this ad they click on it to learn more because I want to think about what exactly I'm asking them to do. When they're seeing an ad, they're wanting to learn more. So they're going to click that and then go where? Then the next step is then they're going to see a opt-in page, right? What are they learning about? Then they're going to enter their email so that they can get the thing that they came to the page for. Right. And so each step is really thinking, what is the result that you're wanting them to get from each step? And okay. it helps you figure out your call to action for each and everything that you need to think about. Okay. That's good to make those questions. What do they expect? What do I need them to take action? What mm. is my call to action? Exactly. Then I think, do we do this with each freebie that we have? Like if I go out and speak, make an offer, do I have a customer journey for that? Do I have a customer journey for my free file naming formula cheat sheet and for my free webinar and all of that? 
I recommend so because it's one narrative, one customer journey can lead to another right? It's where they are. If you're going and you're speaking at an, at a uh, function, what are you speaking on? What are they learning about? And where are you sending them when you're done? It's really good for you to know what exactly they're expecting from you, where you're taking them along the way. Are you feeding them into a standard funnel? Are you inviting them to learn more about a program you have? Are you inviting them to a discovery call? It's just so important to think about each customer. Like when you go to an event and you're speaking, it's almost like a pre-journey to Mm -hmm. another journey. And really thinking about it intentionally allows for you to create a really cohesive journey for them. So it's not disjointed or disconnected. And so many times you can see marketing from, from people and you're like, I don't really know what they're talking about, or they're talking about this. And then they're talking about that. And it can feel really disconnected and disjointed. And the reality is, is because they're not thinking about it from the customer's perspective as whole, right? So what step, and then after they've achieved this result that you wanted in that customer journey, where do you want them to go next? What do you want them to learn about? Yes. And I can see maybe more options at the top, more little customer journeys, but then they feed into your main one. So it's not like you're writing a whole ton of them because they're feeding into your main product. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it just adds the more you do it, the more you understand, maybe you're making it complicated. Maybe you can go back and, and and that's the beauty of it is really when you, when you really think about the customer journey, are you making their journey too complicated? Sometimes we are. And when you map it out, you can see how much easier it doesn't have to be complicated when you make it simpler and more concise, you're going to really help their journey and learning about you and how you can help them. Okay. So I can imagine a coach is sitting there listening and they don't know where to start. So I have that question. Then I also am wondering, where do you document that? Where do you recommend documenting that? Again, we can overcomplicate it, but it can just be a simple, you know, notepad and paper. It can be a simple Google doc. I love good Google doc. I also use notion. So it depends on really what you're using in your business. I wouldn't say to overcomplicate it, Mm. just make it simple. When, when you're thinking about like, oh, this is overwhelming. Okay. Then you might be making it too complicated. Pull back get that 10,000 foot view and look at it from that perspective. All it is, is add opt-in thank you page email. And then you have a series of emails of what their next steps are to a sales page. And that's basically it. When you think about it from the most simplistic way, yes, you can get it really complicated and add in all different kinds. The more elaborate your marketing is, you know, you can have a lot of different pieces there, uh, but it doesn't have to be complicated. You can just keep it as simple as that so that you can see each step along the way. A lot of times when my clients are creating multiple ads, you know, you can just have like, here is a folder for all of the ads that I have for a cold audience. Mm -hmm. And you can put it all in there and see each and every single ad that you're running for your colder audience. You know, it just doesn't have to be complicated. Yes. I love that. You keep saying that because why do we always seem to make it complicated? And when you were talking in my brain, everything just lined up like a flow chart with your simple questions. Mm -hmm. What do I want them to do? What is their call to action? Yeah for each of those steps, each thing. And it's as simple as that. And it is just like one line after another, they go here, 
then they see this. And then they receive this next email. And then this many hours later, they're going to get another email or they're going to learn about this program. It's just, it, yeah. And I keep saying that it's it, the simpler, the better, because mm -hmm. it is the most underrated tool we have in our business. Business does not have to be hard and marketing does not have to be difficult. The easier and the simpler we make it, the easier our business runs. Yes. And it's easy for them, our customer mm -hmm. to take mm -hmm. action because it's not complicated. Yeah. Most importantly. Yeah. I love that. Okay. What are we missing? What else is there? Yeah. It's just the main thing is it's the process of having your customer learn about how to experience working with you. And I was thinking, oh, what better way than to ask a customer, <laughs> customer research and ask someone either that's been in your program already or your ideal client to set up a call with them and just say, okay, what do you need? What wording, what's the wording I need to use? What do you think when you see this page? What action does it make you want to take or not take? Do you ever recommend yeah. that? It's a huge thing that I think is so under underrated that sometimes I think coaches or entrepreneurs in general are afraid of feedback because you know, again, it's like, well, what if there's negative emotion there and it's just feedback, it's neutral. And the beautiful thing about that is like, it's data that we can use to continue to up-level and continue to reimagine how we want to make the journey better. Yes. And it's just improving one step at a time, one little mini project at a time, making it better and better for our clients and more clear. Yeah, exactly. I would say one of the things that I think is also people have a tendency to not think about their customer exit. You know, when oh, a customer yes. has, when they are complete with, with an entrepreneur or a coach, like what's your exit strategy with them? That's something that I think, you know, is it's just another customer journey. You want their exit to be just as beautiful as their entrance and making sure that you have that journey tied up in a bow as well. This is what I have available to you. This is ways to work with me in the future. Just thinking about that from, from their perspective is, okay, they've had their last call, but what are you thinking about for them to know how they can continue working with you or in the future, if they want your support, what are their options? It's just another way to continue that, that journey. Mm -hmm. That's the one area that I'm kind of working on lately is testing some different things, sending them questions, reviewing and making offers there, getting a testimonial from them. So all of those things I'm testing, I haven't necessarily documented them down as what I'm finally deciding on. I guess we think through those ahead of time and then document them as we go. Well, I love that you brought up testing because it's my favorite oh. <laughs> <laughs> because so many times we think that we have to have it um, in stone before we document it. And even when you're testing, that's a great time to document what you're giving them in the journey. So you can go back and see what worked, what didn't work and not be afraid to change it. And when you test, you're just looking for the best option or the most useful option. And when you get that data, you know, when you have it mapped out, you can use the data to be able to go in and make those changes so easy when you already have it listed out. Yeah. Is there anything fun you've seen that people do on the exit strategy or part of the journey? 
I do think that the, it depends on the coach and it depends on the experience. And I think it's just such a a beautiful way to think about the relationship and the testimonial piece is so wonderful as well, because you can see what are the opportunities that they were able to achieve that you didn't even know were results of your program. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the byproducts that you just maybe didn't think were as important and it blew someone's, you know, someone's mind that they didn't even know was a result of your program and you didn't either. And it changed their life and being able to open up to those testimonials and get their stories allows you to see in, in areas that your program or your membership or your course is really just even better than you could even have imagined. And it's the way for you to see how is your program over delivering? Mm-hmm. How are you showing up? And really you're not over promising, you're over delivering. And here are all the other byproducts that you didn't even know were possible from getting from this course or, or the membership. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. So we've thought about our really concise niche and product and customer, and then we've mapped out as they go from where they hear about us and how they go through the whole journey and how they exit our program. Yeah. It's just taking them into like little baby projects. And, you know, I have a group program, it's called done is better than perfect. And it's that whole process of understanding sometimes just getting it done <laughs> I'm I releasing that. that perfectionistic tendency is such a good point for us for it to see, okay, we finished this piece of the project and now we're on to the next. And we can always go back and update and change and up level, but sometimes you just have to get that piece done. So, you know, you're ready to go to the next. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't get lost in all of the things that you have, you know, feeling like you're just being you know, squashed with all of this to-do list, really think Mm -hmm. about each thing as a little milestone and mark it as done so you can move on to the next. Oh, I love that encouragement. That's so good. Okay. So you help people in your group program and they're making their funnels and making their customer journeys. Yeah. So in my group program, it's really what they're wanting to create. If they're really wanting to focus on up-leveling their marketing, we they can work on that. I do a group coaching call and a group Q&A every week. They get access to me, Unlimited and Voxer, so that they have constant support so that they're really, the whole point of the program is that they're moving forward and not staying stagnant. If they're trying to create a course or a membership, really understanding that customer journey from the start to the, you know, to the end so that they can figure out how they want to market it, how they want to share it with the world and where it's best fitting into their company really so that they can think about it from such an intentional perspective. And then where can people find you if they want to check into that and your other options? Yeah. On Instagram, I'm coach with Stephanie, same with Facebook, or you can go to stephaniegriffin.com and I have all of my information available there. I have a freebie that I have that's the ultimate launch checklist. It's a great place for people if they're getting ready to launch. I really thought about everything to think of in a launch checklist, line by line item. And it's a great starting point for someone to really think about each step and not get overwhelmed. They can think about each product and, and mark it off individually. Oh my gosh. I'm going to go get that right now. When we're recording this, I'm in the middle of a launch. And so I'm like, maybe I'm forgetting something. (laughs) So how fun. Well, I'll include the link to that in the show notes and thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for sharing this. I just love how you talk about it. It's so calm and makes me not feel overwhelmed by the whole process. So thank you. Well, thank you for having me. It was such a joy to get to share it with you. 
wait. If you're finding this podcast useful, you must check out the Organized Coach Academy. It's my course where I walk you through every step to get your business organized, to get yourself organized, to save money and time, to prepare to hire someone, to do all the things that you want to do in your business with ease. Check that out at simplysquaredaway.com forward slash OCA. Also, I'm sure you've heard this a million times, but I would love it. It's my way of knowing that you're enjoying the podcast if you leave a written review. I have lots of freebies for you. They're linked in the show notes. You can find them in my bio on Instagram at Tracy Hoth. And until next week, have a beautiful day. Thank you.